GamingLunaticMedia.com. Quick Rants, episode 38, Taking Responsibility. When do words become weapons? When can an individual become responsible for the influence of their words? Right now. Last week, Michelle Carter was convicted of the involuntary manslaughter of Conrad Roy. In 2014, Roy, at the age of 18 years old, tragically ended his life by pumping exhaust fumes into his truck. Carter, 17, by text message and phone call, encouraged Roy to commit suicide. The most damning piece of evidence was a phone call Roy placed to Carter in which, as the truck filled with deadly fumes, told her that he thought about getting out of the truck and actually got out of the truck, and Carter told him to get back into the truck and listened to him die. This was the action of a terrible human being. Yes, she was only 17, but she knew that her friend was hurting and suicidal. She encouraged him to die. She encouraged him to get back in the truck when at the critical moment Roy decided he wanted to live. Without her instruction, Roy would have stayed out of the truck. I'm going to take some liberties here, but it is my podcast, so that is my right. What follows is purely my opinion. Conrad Roy was not looking to die. He was looking for someone to give him a reason to live. Unfortunately, Carter was not the person to give him that reason. He repeatedly mentioned his suicide plans to her, clearly hoping that she would tell him the reasons he had to live. He tried one more time as the truck filled with fumes, and she told him again that he had no reason to live, so he got back in the truck and died. Now at first, Carter seems to have attempted to talk Roy down. Take this June 19th exchange. Carter, but the mental hospital would help you. I know that you don't think it would, but I'm telling you, if you give them a chance, they can save your life. Part of me wants you to try something and fail just so you can get help. Roy, it doesn't help. Trust me. Carter, so what are you going to do then? Keep being all talk and no action and every day go through saying how badly you want to kill yourself? Or are you going to try to get better? But then the text messages and Carter's attitudes take a turn. Whether she was fed up with Roy's pleas for help, or trying a reverse psychology tactic to convince him to live, or legitimately feeling that she was helping a friend free himself from unbearable pain, she begins to encourage him, and towards the end badgers him, to end his life. On July 8th, Roy seems to be changing his mind. Carter is having none of it though and prods him. Carter, so are you sure you don't want to kill yourself tonight? Roy, what do you mean am I sure? Carter, like... Are you definitely not doing it tonight? Roy, I don't know yet. I'll let you know. Carter, because I'll stay up with you if you want to do it tonight. Roy, another day wouldn't hurt. Carter, you can't keep pushing it off though. That's all you keep doing. Jesus fucking Christ, with friends like this, who needs enemies? This is the person he was going to for support? Are you sure you don't want to kill yourself tonight? I'm just going to go to bed, Conrad. If you aren't doing this, you just procrastinate. Carter's acting like this is a damn honeydew list and he hasn't cleaned out the garage or some shit. On July 12th, Roy is uncertain about going through with the portable generator suicide plan he and Carter have devised because his parents would suffer. Carter removes that worry. Carter, I think your parents know you're in a really bad place. 
I'm not saying they want you to do it, but I honestly feel like they can accept it. They know there's nothing they can do. They've tried helping. Everyone's tried. But there's a point that comes where there isn't anything anyone can do to save you, not even yourself. And you've hit that point, and I think your parents know you've hit that point. You said your mom saw a suicide thing on your computer and she didn't say anything. I think she knows it's on your mind and she's prepared for it. Everyone will be sad for a while, but they will get over it and move on. They won't be in a depression. I won't let that happen. They know how sad you are and they know you're doing this to be happy. And I think they will understand and accept it. They'll always carry you in their heart. Finally, after a few days of badgering and cajoling, this exchange occurred on the day of Roy's suicide. Carter, you just need to do it, Conrad, or I'm going to get you help. Carter, you can't keep doing this every day. Roy, okay, I'm going to do it today. Carter, do you promise? Roy, I promise, babe. Roy, I have to now. Carter, like right now? Roy, where do I go? Frowny face emoticon. Carter, and you can't break a promise. And just go in a quiet parking lot or something. But it actually, incredibly, gets worse. By Carter's own admission, Roy called her when as the truck filled with fumes and he was dying, he got scared and decided to live. He got out of the truck and called her. She told him to get back in the truck. He did. He died. He would have lived without Carter's final encouragement to get back in the damn truck. Simple conviction, right? Suicide is technically a crime. Carter aided Roy, and clearly the evidence shows she encouraged Roy and that it was her final command to get back in the truck that led to his death. Wrong. Michelle Carter is a horrible human being, and she played a role in her friend's death. She will have to live with that for her entire life, and it will haunt her. It will destroy her. She will pay a price for that decision. She is not someone I would ever want to associate with because of this action. Not because she had an end-of-life discussion with a friend. If he was terminally ill or had some debilitation that was incurable and he legitimately wanted to die to end his pain, I'd agree. He wanted to live and was crying for help and she encouraged him to die. He was 18. He was too young to know the depression would never stop. I know that it can seem overwhelming and like there will never be better days, but there are. Sadly, Roy didn't get to learn that. Carter, however, did not kill Roy. Conrad Roy did. By convicting Michelle Carter of manslaughter, the judge removes any personal responsibility for his action from Conrad Roy. You cannot do that. Roy procured the generator. Roy drove his truck to a parking lot. Roy set up the apparatus to poison himself and Roy got back in the truck. This is a tragedy. A human life was lost that did not have to be lost. A young man was in such tremendous pain that he felt at 18 there was nothing left worth living for. How hurt do you have to be to reach that point? How tormented? I don't ever want to know, and I hope no one listening to this ever finds out. Roy sought out Michelle Carter's opinion, repeatedly. She ultimately counseled him to end his life and gave him ideas on how to go about it. Even on the days when she initiated the conversation, she was still giving Roy an opinion that he had solicited and continued to ask for by keeping the conversation going with her. Ultimately, Carter did not physically force Roy to do anything, and the final decision and responsibility lie with Roy. You cannot shift that to Carter, no matter how much a grieving family wishes to. If we can shift the responsibility to Carter, can we move it to the mother, who allegedly saw the suicide plans in the computer and did not act? Can we blame the dad? 
for failing to secure the generator knowing he had a son who had previously tried to end his life. Of course not. Roy was an 18-year-old man who made his choice and was alone when he died. He could have made any choice he wanted to, including to not get back in the truck. Conrad Roy tragically killed Conrad Roy. Life is tough. It's a fucking shit fest. It kicks you in the balls whenever it can. You don't always get the girl. Sometimes, hell, often the woman you love does not love you. She gives you a hard-on just by saying hello, and unfortunately the sight of you makes her for J.J. Dryard and Betty White's, so you have to move on. You don't always get the job you want. You don't always get the career you want. You don't get to be a professional athlete. You don't get the glamour job. You do what you have to, and you make the best life you can. In this millennial world that we live in, we want to shift responsibility for our actions and failures to everyone else while retaining all the credit for our successes. It doesn't work that way. Regardless of what obstacles others put in your way or how mean and degrading they are or were to you, your current situation is the result of the actions of one person, you. It is not the fault of your dad, your mom, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your 12th grade gym coach, or your high school crush that rejected you. It is your fault that you are in whatever situation you are in. Yep, all those people were dicks or fucking bitches. But you were supposed to learn and grow from those incidents and you didn't. You chose to create a comforting narrative that it is everyone else's fault and that you were perfect and did nothing wrong. So you never grew as a person. Life is about growth. Our failures teach us. And that happens because... We examine why something did not go the way we wanted it to, and then we change what we did to get better. When we blame everyone else, we don't grow. It's easier that way, and it's also lazier. When you convict Michelle Carter for Conrad Roy's suicide, you take Roy's responsibility for his actions away and say that he was powerless to take an action other than what Carter suggested. Unless she is a Jedi, God, or telepathic alien being, that is 100% false. Conrad Roy made a tragic choice to listen to advice from a terrible person, and a tragedy ensued. But it was his choice, of his own free will. This has been a quick rant of Raving Lunatic Media production. Email us at contact at ravinglunaticmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter at Media Raving. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>